The engineering of spacecraft for humans is a little trickier than the engineering of spacecraft for robots. Uh, humans are sensitive and delicate. They don't like high Gs. Uh, they don't like a lot of radiation. Uh, when uh, Curiosity slammed into the atmosphere of Mars, she pulled close to 15 Gs. If you all were to pull close to 15 Gs, you would detach your retinas. You are delicate and sensitive and difficult to move around our solar system. But those challenges are challenges we've met before, and those challenges make us better. So I look forward to human footprints on the surface of Mars in my lifetime. How about outposts? Human outposts in places other than Earth. An outpost, in my definition, is a presence in another place, perhaps permanent presence, but that is supported by the home country the home nation, the home planet, for which, without that support, the outpost could not survive. How about an extension beyond that? How about human colonies? Why might we consider that? Well, science fiction writers have for decades reminded us or observed that our real estate portfolio suffers from what's called concentration risk. <laughs> There are threats from our population, from our habits, uh, what may befall of the environment, what may become and arise into seas to try and keep our biosphere in check. So maybe that's the reason we should think about leaving this place. Now, why not inhabit an existing planet? There are a lot of them out there, but even those things which we consider in our galactic neighborhood are still a very, very, very long distance away. And all of the ways that we know today about getting around in our solar system and in our galaxy don't get us there. Whether it be chemical rockets, ion propulsion, solar sails, any of the technologies that we have an understanding of today, the journey to what could be a neighboring planet would be hundreds thousands, tens of thousands of years. I'm a bit of a cynic. I can't really think of a country that's been stable for a thousand years. And so I have a hard time imagining a crew of a spacecraft being similarly stable for perhaps 10 times that. So maybe with what we know today, those vast expanses of space and time are too vast. But maybe science fiction can help us there are a couple things that we may discover. We may discover ways of perverting or convoluting space-time so that our experience of the time part of it doesn't seem that great. Warp drive, wormholes, and other such things. Or perhaps we can't find out how to warp space-time, but we can generalize the idea of what is us. Maybe we will colonize other worlds not with astronauts in spacesuits, but with bacteria. Imagine hurtling durable, terraforming bacteria off to the other worlds that we see, perhaps with the idea of shaping that environment. And although it's beyond our capacity right now, it's conceivable that in the next decade we might be able to put our genomic sequence encoded onto that bacteria. And perhaps in some distant future of ours, we'll be able to send along the instructions 
encoded in that bacteria for the bacteria to produce descendant organisms that variously reassemble our genetic sequence, eventually resulting in printing human beings organically on another planet over a long period of time. Well, all those considerations seem beautiful, fantastic, filled with some science, scientists, the words of scientists, um, and certainly a fair dollop of fiction. But they all bring me back here to our spaceship, Earth, our home. Uh, it's stable, unless we do something to change that. Uh, it fits us in its environment perfectly. We evolved here. And the idea of contemplating terraforming or, or uh, a galactic colonization presents me with what I think, what I'm calling the terraforming paradox. And that, as I just learned yesterday,